Yeah, sure. I was playing baseball. He was playing. <laughs> Good morning. So this, the Parshas Netzavim is a Parsha that we always read before Shoshana. Sometimes together with Vayelech, sometimes by itself. This year it's by itself. And obviously that means that there's a connection. It's a, it's a lead up. In general, when we read the Torah, it's very powerful. We don't realize, I mean, going to the prayers of Rosh Hashanah, the services, where we read so many psukim, it's all psukim. If you go to Musaf, every paragraph is another series of psukim. And the idea is that, first of all, we're bringing proof to God. I was speaking to a lawyer the other day, and he, he, had a, he, he told me it's, it's, it's a beautiful system where we, we bring all our, we cite, we bring all our, our quotes we, um, from like the book of law, proving to God that he has to give us a good year, he has to help us. And it's literally like a, like a court case. <laughs> um, and, and the best is that we're bringing the proofs from Hashem's own, liter, own literature. So it's, uh, it, makes it makes the proof even stronger. Um, but the power, when we read from Torah, it, it gives the power that it should have the power of Torah to make whatever we're trying to make happen, to make it happen. So when we read the Torah before Rosh Hashanah, it's, um, we're accomplishing whatever it is that the Torah is reading as a lead-up to Rosh Hashanah. So what is the, the lead-up? I mean, there's a lot spoken about in the parsha, but it's not, not a long parsha. But right in the beginning, it opens up. Atem, Nitzavim, Hayoim, Kulchem, Lifnei Hashem, Alekechem. And this goes back to the Baal Shem Tev, where he uh, said that the word Hayoim, today, Atem, Nitzavim, Hayoim, can refer to, not just the day where Moshe made, um, was talking about when he said it, but it's talking about the day of Rosh Hashanah, Hayoim. That you are standing today, before Hashem, and that you are going through a, a recommitment, a covenant, um, a connection, a recommitment together with God. Um, and so it's referring to the way we stand on Rosh Hashanah. Now, very specifically, what is the way we're meant to be standing on Rosh Hashanah? So the Pasuk says, that you all need to be standing together. That's first of all. And then it lists, you know, the, it's a klal and then a prat. It lists first the klal that you need to be standing all together. Kulchem. Lefnei Hashem Lekechem. And then, Roshechem. Shivtechem. Ziknechem. Shivtechem. 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 Kolish Yisrael. Tapchem. Unushechem. Vagecha. Asher. Beker. Machanachem. Echoite. Vesecha. Vachoyev. Mimecha. That it lists the leaders, the children. The, um, the wood choppers, the water carriers, which like we say refer to specific people. Um, but the point is it goes and lists every, different levels of Jews. I like how you skipped the, the Kulchim. How <laughs> you did the Kulchim, like, just like so quick. <laughs> it, it talks first the Klal and then the Prat. It goes to the specific. You know to bring everybody together exactly. at the same time. Exactly. The same so that's what, that's what I wanted to discuss a little. Because it's, it's, it's not, it's, I purposely did that because that's what I wanted to discuss. It's not so simple, if you think about it. You have, it's easy to say everyone's in one room, but to actually bring them together in a way where everyone gets along with each other, in a way where everyone's actually united, and um, feeling as one um, is not so simple, especially when you go through all the, difference, the differences between people. People are completely different from one extreme to the other extreme. You have the leaders to the woodchoppers. Um, you have the, the children to the adults. And there's so many different levels of people, and we all know amongst ourselves all the differences we have between each other. 
how uh, the pe- one per- person likes someone else, or they don't like someone else. They like something about someone else, or something uh, gets them upset about the other person. And it comes Rosh Hashanah, we say every day in Davening, that Hashem's blessing rests upon us, specifically when we're united as one. So of course it's no coincidence that before Rosh Hashanah, when we're seeking and we want to bring upon us Hashem's blessing, that we talk about being one, being united, about standing together as one. The question is, how do we accomplish, how can we reach being able to actually stand together as one, um, regardless of all our differences? So we can take this in steps. There's different steps and different forms of being together as one. Beginning with, um, you can have many people in one room that are all there for a reason. They're all there to convene for a certain purpose, a convention about a certain thing, about a certain about uh, um, furniture or electronics or this, a, different, uh, a different thing that they're convening for. Food. They're all there to eat. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So you, as long as you have, um, you could have thousands of people all in one place, and they're all convening for one purpose, that already unites them. The fact that they're convening for that purpose. The fact that they're getting together for that purpose. That already brings them together. So that's one stage of unity. Obviously, it's not real unity. Because they may be coming together for a certain purpose, for a certain cause, and that's what's uniting them, but they're not actually united. They're still different people. They still may not get along with, with each other. There's something that's, that's common between all of them getting together right now. So we, that's not true unity and not true one, uh, oneness of everyone being as one, which, will, which should bring fuel uh, God's blessing. So it needs to obviously go a step deeper. What's a step deeper in unity? Uh, a deeper form of unity is where um, everyone acknowledges each other's differences. An example. An example you can for this is a body, where there's many different body parts. But regardless of the different body parts, um, everyone understands that if you're missing a certain body part, you'll be lacking in your, mobile, in your mobility, in your ability to, to do things. If you're missing an arm, if a person is missing an arm, then they can't, uh, they can't use that arm to do what people do with the arm, whether it is play sport, move around, drive a car, whatever it may be. Um, they have to learn how to do with one arm. Same thing with the foot. Meaning as insignificant the foot is to the brain, so to speak. Where the brain, we know, is the one that runs the body. And the foot is just, uh, just helps you walk, but the brain can't do certain things without the foot. <laughs> it may want to do something, it may understand to do something, but it can't get there without the feet. So it's like that with everyone together, when you understand each other's differences, but you realize that you need the other person. You need the other person because when you look at the world as a whole, society as a whole, the Jewish nation as a whole, as one big body, there are certain things that you can do without the other person. You may not see it in your immediate life, but there's, there's a, a, a definitely the fact that God put that person in the world means there's something that they have to contribute which you cannot contribute. That's another st- step in unity. But again, that's not the deepest form of unity. Because in that step of unity, in that form of unity, there's differences. You're realizing and acknowledging that I need that person's difference. I need that person's difference, but you're still not one. Let's go back to the body a step deeper, where at the end of the day, yeah, there are differences between the hand and the foot, but when I look at you as a person, I don't see feet, hands, fingers, and a heart and a brain. I see a person. And all the parts of you make up that person. 
And that'll start analyzing the differences. Oh, you're a person that has a foot and that has a hand. Maybe if you're an alien that never saw a human being, you come to the world and start analyzing a person and what he is. Oh. But, uh, but us as a person, when you see someone else, it's a person as a whole. Everything about you makes, makes, makes you makes who you are. So that is the deepest form of unity when you're able to see everyone around you as one, as one body, as one person, not, not, not looking at, oh, you have a difference, but that difference could help me out because I can't do what you could do. It's much deeper than that. It's a deeper form of unity where we're literally all one. We're literally one. We make up one body and one being and one pillar. And that is the deepest form of unity. How do we reach such a deep form of unity? How do we reach it? It sounds very nice, but how do we reach it? The answer is, um, one of the answers, which is being able to identify in ourselves the deepest part of ourselves. The part of ourselves which goes beyond any of our externalities, any of our, our own different qualities, characters, and personalities. Meaning realizing that we have something which goes beyond any of the outside looks, the outside behaviors, and the outside, um, the outside do- dealings of, of our life in the world. When we're able to, to zone into that, to, take, to peel away the outer layers, and we re- reach that part inside of us, and we look at ourselves as such, it's much easier to look at other people that way. It begins with yourself. When you find that in yourself, it's much easier to then look at other people in that same light. And it's not, it also sounds easy, but it's not, we all know it's not easy. Practically speaking, we walk around and we have problems with every other person. There's that line that, that, I, that I once shared. I heard it from my, uh, my, my wife's uncle, Yesif Yitzchak Jacobson, that he says that when it comes to um, the love that Jews have for Jews and non-Jews, we love everyone, but it's very different the way we love Jews and the way we love non-Jews. Because when it comes to non-Jews, we say they're all, we can't trust them. When you, when you mention, what about uh, Mr. Jackson? Um, oh, he's an exception because he, 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 he does this, he's a, the mortgage broker and he helped me out or whatever. Um, and et cetera, you go on and on. You say, oh, that person, he's an exception. He's the guy, he's, the, he's, he's a coach and he's, he, works, he, did, he did something and he, he's an exception. But as a whole, you know, we hate them. <laughs> when it comes to Jews, you say, oh, I love the Jews. The Jews are the best people. He's not mentioning, okay, well, so what about Mr. Goldberg? Oh, him? He scammed me. He's the worst person on planet Earth. Don't ever talk to him. What about Mr. <laughs> Mr. Goldstein? Oh, him? Don't even bring up his name. He's, he, you didn't even know what he did to my son. And so on and so forth. <laughs> so when it comes to the actual differences, it's sometimes hard to love the other person. Um, so it's easier said than done. But the, the point is, the, the, the message of the, reading this parsha before Shoshana is that it's something we have to work on and God will give us the blessing when He sees that we're able to get along with each other, not just by being in the room for the same purpose, right? That's the first level. Not just by seeing that the other person has what to contribute, but actually feeling as one. Actually feeling that we're all here and we make up one big body of a person. And we're all here to, to, um, literally as one. Um, so we should, uh, I bless myself and everyone that we should have the clarity and ability to look at ourselves and others and be able to, to really feel as one as we lit up to Rosh Hashanah. And this is what's going to bring Mashiach. Achtos. Enjoy.